0: Thanks for pressing play. This is Manager Damn Money, the podcast. I am, of course, your capable host, Ben Carter. And this is the place where we like to have conversations about money. Just that simple. We think money is something we should talk about openly. Something that shouldn't be taboo. So we're actually going to do that in this episode with Miss Morgan DeVon. Morgan is the co-founder of the media company that you may have heard of. It's called Blavity.
1: One of the things that I first kind of observed was that black people create the best content and the best meme, and yet there was no um, kind of new age, new, new version of digital media for our community.
0: Blavity creates and facilitates content for black millennials. Through their website, they create experiences, they host events, they do a bunch of different things. Their site sees about one million visits per month talk about how entrepreneurship requires that you have that Nike just do it attitude. And we'll also talk to her about how her parents actually got her started in saving money so that she was able to make the jump to begin creating Blavity. So let's hear what Morgan has to say right now. Here we have Miss Morgan Debon. She is the founder of Blavity, the Black Millennials website that creates content for Black, for black Millennials. Uh, Morgan, welcome.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So I guess you can just get us started by getting us acclimated to what Blavity is, um, kind of how it started, and uh, you know, what your goals were when you first started.
1: Sure. So Blavity is a media company and platform for Black Millennials. So we create content on our website, on our social media channels, and then we also have a user-generated content platform. So a lot of the things that you see coming out from Blavity are actually created by our community, where they can submit their own articles, essays, videos, web series, podcasts, anything and everything related to Black creativity, kind of dropping knowledge on the world. We want to make sure that they get a chance to use Blavity as a distribution platform for their work.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And how do, how exactly did you come up with what Blavity was going to be like from the beginning, like the nugget of the idea?
1: We I knew what what audience I wanted to serve, like I knew what user I wanted to Put as the focus of my energy, and I knew some of the problems that, you know, we have in our community, and that's where I started. You know, I think one of the things that I first kind of observed was that black people create the best content and the best memes, and yet there was no kind of new age, new new version of digital media for our community. I felt like that was a missed opportunity. I had a lot of creators that had amazing, huge followings and were making no money. You know, they're right. so working as a bartender <laughs> you know? right. meanwhile i'm sitting in silicon valley where if i said hey i've got a, a facebook page with a million followers that are obsessed with me can i have five hundred thousand dollars they'd be like yeah because you already have the audience and i right. just need to monetize them so it was a clear disconnect from what i knew um being in the tech world mm-hmm. uh, and seeing seeing kind of like where we stood as black creators in the, in the ecosystem
0: I, I read in a story recently you kind of worked at Intuit before mm-hmm. you created blavity. Um, I kind of want to understand that moment you kind of got at where you realized there's this opportunity and where you decided I'm gonna like make the effort to take advantage of it. When was that moment? what was that moment, and what was like, all right, I'm doing it
1: so I think there's like two things like. One, Intuit, if you guys aren't familiar, so Intuit makes TurboTax, QuickBooks, Mint.com, a bunch of products and services all around financial services and small business. They're kind of like an old school, new school company. I mean, they've been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of their reason they've done so well and have continued to be relevant is because of their um, like design and innovation culture internally. So they have... Uh, they teach all their employees this methodology about designing for delight and building products around user behavior um, and really, really getting to know the pain points that people have. And so as I kind of onboarded onto this company and into this whole world of technology, I was taught tools. Like I was literally given like tools workshops. And like, I mean, I went through crazy training that taught me how to think about people's problems and to create solutions. And so as I was going through that process, I was like, man, nobody is doing this for me. And my (laughs) people, (laughs) come on. So I think that was kind of like, I think that was kind of the epiphany moment was like, wow, there really is a lot of opportunity that, that we're missing. And as I was going through those exercises and applying them to my own life, I saw just so many chances to create new products and apps and services. And Blavity was one of the first ones that I felt like, it made sense for me to risk my entire like, life and credibility and you know, personal finances on.
0: <laughs> right. Talk about that planning. You said you were doing Blavity, it sounds like, for six months while still employed at Intuit. Um, what was like the planning process knowing that you were about to like, take this leap where obviously there's going to be a gap in like, probably income and income yeah. for the company? Talk, talk, walk me through that. Yeah,
1: I mean I think it's really shitty process, right? Like <laughs> you, not only are you opting into not having an income, you're also spending money, right? Because Absolutely. like starting a company is not free. I mean, you know this, right? You've mm-hmm. gotta buy like, the servers and the landing pages and like hire whatever contractors you need. And if you're not making money, you know, that's all coming out of your pocket. So what did I do? I saved a lot of money. I mean, I've been saving for a while um my whole life to be able to do something and i didn't know exactly what what i wanted to do Mm -hmm. with it but i was pretty diligent about being physically responsible from a young age so that i had a safety net and a a bucket of fun money that i could use to do something like this
0: like where did that start that planning for something that you didn't know was coming like that's not a normal thought process for (laughs) everyone so like like why did you have that what who planted that idea
1: Oh, my parents. Absolutely. I mean, you know, my parents are awesome and they just made me do it. Like they, <laughs> there wasn't really an option. They made it a game, I think, for me. So they would say like, OK, here's 100 bucks from your grandma and you can spend 50 dollars on, or 50 of it, 50 percent of it on, um, you know, bubble gum or whatever the heck you want. Like we're not even going to regulate you. hmm. And then you've got to save the other 50%. It was basically mandated. And then, um, so I was like, okay, that's cool, right? And so I got in the habit of that. And then the second thing that they did was say, now, if you decide to invest that other 50%, then we're going to match it. (laughs) (laughs) It's lit.
0: So you got to forego the bubble gum.
1: Right. So I was like, okay, cool. So like. So, I took 100 and just got 150. Like, I'm (laughs) kind of okay with that. You know, like, I think I'm gonna be okay with that. So, um, we did that for a while until I started saving so much money and investing so much money. They're like, nah, like, this is it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're done.
1: (laughs) You're done.
0: Get out out of my pockets as a parent.
1: Yeah, I learned a lot. And and then I was hooked as I saw the returns on my investments and I saw, like, oh my God, I can buy like this stock and, get these dividends and then it gets reinvested and then you know all these things and I, you know I was like oh this this is a no-brainer like why wouldn't I be doing this and and yeah that's kind of how it started I love investing I mean I haven't been able to do it as much now um but because I don't have any money but I, <laughs> I used to love it
0: <laughs> okay excellent well that's I mean that's an incredible story so really you had been planning for the moment of jumping for a long time Though you didn't know what you were jumping towards, you still kind of yeah. had something set set aside for that.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: That's excellent, ex- excellent. Um, and then two, that kind of pivots to me like, to my next question. I saw a series of tweets recently you posted um, where you were explaining to people the fact that you just recently started paying yourself a salary in 2016 for your work with Blavity, and I think you guys you guys launched in like 2014, right? Right. Um, so explain to me. CEOs and founders of companies don't necessarily take a salary initially. Like, what does that mean?
1: Well, it means exactly what it sounds like. Like, (laughs) I'm not getting paid. I am now, but barely. So, you know, I think... To kind of like take the root of that question, you know, I think when you think about companies and you're like, okay, I could take $500,000 in venture funding or a loan and then pay myself $50,000, but then I'm paying my, I'm double, I'm doing a double negative on the business because you're paying the interest rate on the loan or you're giving up equity to pay yourself. Right. Right. And I'm greedy. I want all of the, I want to minimize the amount of equity that we give away. Absolutely. And I much rather give my fifty thousand dollars salary to a, a producer on the team so that we could make more content, so that we could make more money, right? And mm-hmm. so it's this constant balance of putting the company first and putting um, like the financial health of the company first. Mm-hmm. And and you know, I think I think there's there's a, there's another argument that a lot of people make, which is you know you want to be able to you need to pay yourself first because if you're worried about paying your your electricity, you can't focus on building your business. And I agree with that.
0: Absolutely. Right?
1: And so I have side hustles that, that I do to make up the extra income so that I can live.
0: Talk to me a bit, little bit about that. Like you, you're, you're a CEO, co-founder. You obviously have an electricity bill of some kind
1: right. you have
0: to keep your cell phone on. Um, so it's just about, I guess, getting creative with other things that you can do.
1: Right. And I, and I think it's also about like you know, you want to reduce your expenses as much as possible. So like one of my goals, because that's how you save a lot, right, was mm-hmm. to reduce my expenses so much that it was like, like I didn't have a car. So I didn't have a car note. I didn't have insurance. I, you know, kept my rent levels pretty low, despite the fact that I lived in San Francisco. Um, I ate the same thing for breakfast and basically lunch every day. <laughs> boiled, boiled eggs. And meanwhile, I'm making like, you know, a lot of money. It's not like I'm broke when i was working into it right and so all of that extra cash um i saved when i went out for happy hour like i wasn't getting four drinks right wow so (laughs) you're pretty
0: disciplined
1: yeah very disciplined so that i had the flexibility to make decisions um later on in life and um so far so good right but
0: now before we go any further let's pause real quick a real fresh music break by our in-house producer Beats by Beeman. Was yet another piece of instrumental fire from our in-house producer, Beats by Beeman. Now, let's continue on with our discussion with Blavity founder, Morgan Debon. And I feel like when you're in the startup business, trying to create something in the world, um, there's this balance of life, there's balance of, like, the business, and then it feels like there's a clock over everything. Yeah. So, like, how do you manage the stress of... <laughs> Feeling like there's a time limit on, like, say that sa- pot of savings that you have. Feeling like there's a time limit on the amount of time that you have to make Blavity a success, such that you can pay yourself a living wage. Like, how do you manage all those things and juggle those things all and in- all at once?
1: I don't know that I manage them very well. Like, <laughs> you're saying that I that I do it well. I don't. I don't think that I do. Um, I think that you know, like, the first thing, which is like, just stress in general. I am kind of a homebody, so I will, like, not go out an entire weekend, and um, that, like, re-energizes me, and it really just gives me space to think and to process what's happened the last few days and, you know, prepare myself for decision-making that that upcoming week. And uh, I think that's one of the hardest things about being in startups and being a hustler and being a creative is, like, you're constantly making decisions, right? Like, all day, you're making choices and those choices you need to like collectively your average choice making skills like need to be like killing it because you need to be able to make fast decisions with limited information for me that's really stressful and energy draining and so i have to have moments where i can kind of like re-up all of my energy and get back to the full level so that i can make the best choices possible
0: how do you balance that, like, everyday, momentary decision-making that you have to have as a, you know, CEO of a startup? Um, and then also keep in mind for your future. Like, you're, we're not going to be in our 20s and early 30s forever. Um, you know, what? how do you balance that with contributing to, and, you know, some kind of retirement vehicle, making sure that you're still putting away in the same way that your parents
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean look i'm taking a huge risk right now like i'm not putting money in my 401k um so you know i think i view this time in my life as um a huge opportunity to build wealth right i mean if flavity if continues to be successful and we continue to build great products i should be able to be in a a, a more reasonable financial situation in the next three to five years, right? So I may be on the struggle bus right now. (laughs) The return return on investment in like three years could be a million bucks.
0: Right. right?
1: And so like, who cares if I wasn't making a 50 K salary for the next four years, like whatever. Right. It doesn't, the return is much, much higher. And that's why entrepreneurship is one of the best ways to build wealth and to change, you know, the, the economics of our community. I mean, I really do believe that, that we should all be building businesses Um, not nonprofits, you know, not all this other stuff, like build businesses.
0: Right. Right. Make money. (laughs) Yeah. Um, pivoting a little bit. Um, I kind of want to understand what are some goals you have for yourself that are distinctly separate from Blavity? Like there's a lot of blurring that goes along between the goals of Blavity and Morgan.
1: Yeah.
0: What are some things that you have, uh, financially and maybe even otherwise, uh, that you have some goals set aside for, for, for you?
1: Um, well, I don't usually talk about these things much, so I'm going to let you guys in. But uh, <laughs> what are some financial goals that I have for myself? I mean, I want to own, like, my own property. Mm-hmm. I think that land and property are one of those things that... um are are kind of like institutional in nature and that they'll, they'll be around forever <laughs> and um, they'll likely appreciate forever and they keep up with inflation if you make the right decision on where you're investing and i think there's something to be said about being able to pass down a plot of land or a building to your family you know i think that's really special so so that's one of the, my like financial goals and kind of like asset wealth goals i think the other thing is to make so much money that I make money on my money, right?
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: That's, that's the ultimate goal because then what you do with that interest and what you do with that extra like income is actually like really, really cool, right? And, and I think in the future, I'd love to be able to put some financial investments back into the Black community and to these people that I'm meeting. I mean, I meet amazing, amazing people all the time with great ideas that just don't necessarily have the economic capital to be able to get to the next level and to scale right. their stuff. So every time I see a good idea, I'm like, man, I wish I had 10K. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't. And so making enough money where I can invest it and get the return on investment so much so that it doesn't matter if I just lose 10K. <laughs> right? right. Um, that That's like the ultimate level of freedom to me.
0: Okay. Excellent. Excellent. And then too, for other entrepreneurs, creatives, business people, what is the piece of advice that you would give someone trying to create something that will you know help them move themselves along you know what would you say to someone who's like i want to do it but i'm like scared
1: oh man i told you this ben remember you don't remember what i said i said no nah, what'd you it. say i said just go let's go like uh-huh. just execute <laughs>
0: right
1: don't overthink it i mean i think i get dms all the time like hey i just want to pick your brain on like how to build a blog and i'm like what do you mean? <laughs> like, you should be spending this time instead of like trying to DM asking. me like writing a blog post.
0: Like do that's it.
1: what you do to build a blog is you right. work and you right. execute and you keep moving. And I think I think that's like one of the things is, is this like fear to commit and like fear to fail. And I think like failure like it just people need to change their mindset on what failure looks like like technically blavity has failed a thousand times like probably (laughs) like i could definitely point out some very obvious like nah that didn't work but people forget because we move so quickly in this world it doesn't matter what people remember and what really matters is what you've created and how you've impact people's lives and so i think for folks who are like just in their head, researching, you know, looking at medium posts and trying to connect with mentors and like all this stuff, then yeah. all that energy, making something and putting it into the world and then opportunities will come back your way. And, and that is really what's going to move you forward.
0: That's been, that's some excellent advice. Um, and actually Nike gave us that prescription a long time ago. Just oh, do it.
1: Yeah. yeah, just do it.
0: Sure. Um, <laughs> I appreciate you kind of sharing that because a lot of stuff is kind of personal, in conclusion, I just kind of want to ask, you know, what's ahead for you? What's ahead for Blavity? I know you spent some time in D.C. You're now living in L.A. Uh, like, what's next? What's what's on what's on the uh, the ledger for Morgan and the whole Blavity team?
1: Um, yeah, we've got so many things coming out. I don't want to give all of the goodies away. But I think overall, for me personally, it's um, trying to be the best leader that I can be and trying to make sure that, I'm being smart on the decisions that I'm making and, and the opportunities that we have in front of us, and having the right people around me. I mean, we spend a lot of time over here thinking about company culture and supporting each other as as teammates, employees, colleagues, and um, that's really important to me. So I think, you know, learning how to be a better team leader and friend to my to my employees, I think is is one of the first things that I'm trying to focus on now. And then on a larger scale, like Blavity, we're spending a lot of time in video. And one of the reasons I moved to LA is because we just opened up our office and we have a studio. And so we're spending a lot of time experimenting with what does video look like for young black millennials. Like, what is, how do we translate some of this cool energy and like thought pieces and um, like entertainment content that we've done on the written side of the business into the visual video side of the business? And then, you know, secondarily, it's, it's thinking about Flavity's technology platform. So, you know, most of what people see right now, they're like, oh, it's a media company, it's a blog. And it's like, yeah, sure, I get it. But mm-hmm. actually, a lot of the things that we, we do on the back end is have a sophisticated like database and tracking of, of what's going on and what's trending and making sure that we have a clear picture and insights into our community. And so building out that technology, building out the infrastructure for people to be able to submit and organize and curate content on the Blavity platform is where you know, we're spending a lot of our time and brainstorming right now.
0: excellent excellent. it sounds like you have a master plan i was reading something it sounds like there's something that doesn't necessarily (laughs) exist yet that you have in your head
1: we'll see
0: (laughs) very good very good well i appreciate you joining us here on manager damn money the podcast morgan thank you for being here
1: thank you for having me indeed
0: indeed thank you Me and Manage Your Damn Money across all the social media platforms at mydm1. You can support our work by purchasing my book, Fictitious Financial Fairy Tale, a completely untrue story about money, friends, and Moscow mules, available exclusively on Amazon.com.